This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to theonesummit.com. Welcome to Careers Unplugged, the weekly show connecting you to secrets of career success. Careers Unplugged is hosted by Rich Sayer and Stu Hayes and proudly sponsored by the Master of Me coaching program. If you feel being happy, committed, and passionate about your career is important, you're in the right place. My name's Rich Sayer, and I'm here with the fabulous co-founder of Careers Unplugged, Make a Big Training, and the Master of Me Coaching Program, Stewie Hayes. Richie Sayer, how are you? I'm good, and yourself? That's uh, That sort of leaving it hanging introduction, um, it leaves me hanging. I never know. Is it a question that you're asking me? Is it time for me to come in? Stewie Hayes. It could be a question. It could just be a sort of weirdness. But anyway, let's get on with it. Indeed. Introdu- introduce our marvelous guest. Well, okay. So we've got a fantastic episode lined up today, and it's my great pleasure to introduce a very, very inspiring guy. He has been an entrepreneur from a young age, and he also came through a family background, um, probably not dissimilar to mine, where you had this very deep lesson that if you work hard and stay loyal to the company that you work for, that the company is going to take care of you. Mm, it's a familiar one. Yeah, and not always a happy one. In any case, uh, this is what our guest today did. And lo and behold, he was laid off from three different companies by the time he was 21. And although he was pretty upset at the time, he did learn a very valuable lesson and something that changed the course of his life. He wanted to succeed in life. He wanted to have the sort of success he felt he deserved, but he realized he had to take control of his own destiny. And from that point on, not only did he do that and create a huge amount of wealth and happiness for himself, but these days he travels the world showing other people how they can do the same thing. Robert Riappel, welcome to Careers Unplugged. And so I guess my question is this. Um, well, you didn't leave me hanging, so I knew that was an introduction. Glad to be here, guys. How are you? <laughs> you could have just teased us there and not not answered for a few exactly. seconds. You know, <laughs> we thought you dropped off again. It's so. just so much nicer to the person when when you get that. You know, it's just a definite throw. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can sense there's something you two have to talk about later. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> so, Rob, talk talk to me about your uh, early career. What was your first job? Well, my first job, you know, it, it depend. Real job is actually I worked in a car wash, mm-hmm. and um, I was. It was kind of where you drive in, you go and install, you hose your car down. So I'd go in afterwards, and I'd take and wash the dirt down into the drains and collect the money and just maintain the place. And so that's kind of was my first real job, right around when I was about fifteen years of age. Nice. And, and did you learn some? lessons in that job that have have stayed with you throughout your career uh yeah i like having a clean car <laughs> you know, you, well it, it's, it's funny because you get those days where it was just dead you know like even today here i live in in calgary alberta it's may um, 2nd and it's snowing outside right now yeah. it's snowing and so you know days like that no one wants to wash your car so i would bring my car in i would detail it again and again and again and so i i'm a one of the lessons i've always learned in every job i've had is i hate not being busy yeah you know time seems to drag on so much when you're not doing something so i've always found something to do to keep myself busy whether it's cleaning whether it's whatever it is i always want to keep myself busy cuz then i find the time just goes by quicker 
So, and, Rob, and, back in those days, you know, 15, uh, this is for a bit of pocket money or did you have some sort of goal in mind at the time? Uh, you know, back then it was just uh, pocket money. In my family, we never had a lot of money. And if you wanted to have extra cash, you know, it was taught to us, go get a job. That's yeah. what you've got to do. And so I'm the youngest of four, and all my siblings had started working early. And you know, even before 15, I was finding ways to raise money because I liked having snacks and being able to go to the store. And so I'd get very creative. You know, As you said in the introduction, I've always been an entrepreneur. And for me, I love creating ways to make money. And, and it served me well because today, I'll never have to worry about money because even if I'm broke, I know how to make money quickly. And I will do whatever it takes, even if it means I have to jump into a position that no one else wants to do because it's below them. Now, if I need to make money, I'm going to make money. And I was taught you know, that very, very young, and it served me well today. That's interesting you should say that, actually. Uh, we interviewed Larry Gilman. And, oh, amazing man. Yeah, he's a great guy. And uh, one of the things that struck me in that conversation was he was saying he never felt any role was below him. And, uh, you know, any job, you know, didn't matter what it was as long as you were learning. And I think, you know, that's obviously where you're coming from as well. In, in, in the intro there, we heard a little bit about, you know, the, uh, the unfortunate situation of being laid off three times before you were 21. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit more about that story and how, how did you get through that? That would have been sort of hard, you know, on, on self-esteem yeah. and those sorts of things. Well, yeah, you know, um, all three cases, the reason I had been laid off was because the company was closing or downsizing. And especially the third company, um, I was, this factory was built in my hometown and they created cedar doors. And so doors made out of cedar and I'd gone and done an interview and they had hired me to work in the factory and I was doing quality control at the end, touching up the doors, making sure they were great before we'd send them to a customer. And this company was huge. They had factories all over North America. And so as I started doing this job, I was 18 when I started there. I knew I wanted to do this. I thought, this is going to be my career for the next 40, 45 years. I saw myself advancing to where I would eventually be a general manager of one of the factories. And so I started applying myself. And when they'd have advancement opportunities, I got myself into working with the um, shipping and receiving department. From there, I advanced into inside sales. And I'd been working for them for just over two years when my wife and I got married. And we got married in June of that year, never had a chance to go on a honeymoon. And in September, so a few months later, we had a chance to take a week holiday. We left on the holiday. We went camping, didn't have a lot of money. And we went camping, had a great time. We come back. I walk in to the office. The general manager says, Robert, come here. And I walk in and I'm like, yeah, what's going on, Ron? He says, I just want to let you know, the factory's being shut down. You were laid off as of last Friday. And I looked at him, and I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. You couldn't have told me this before I took my holiday, before I spent money. And he looked at me and said, well, we didn't know. And I called it bull on that one. And, and that didn't upset me as much as what happened next. He then proceeded to take in about 20 minutes to half an hour and lecture me on everything I need to do if I want to be a truly good employee um, at any other job. And, and you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I was not in the space to hear this. 
and he starts to tell me this, and and in my mind, I'm just thinking, you know, f you, dude. Mm. Who the, who the hell are you? You know, you, you, my my life is crashing around me. I want to take care of my wife, and you know all this stuff going on. Now I will let you know. I look back at that today, and look at it from an outside position, not being in the energy in the moment. Mm. And I actually thank, I, I remember the guy's name. His name is Ron Humpting. And if I ever bumped into him, the first thing I would say to him is thank you for that advice. Because even though I wasn't open to hearing it then, I still took it in. And I applied the lessons throughout the rest of my career up to this point. And he, it took him being willing to sit there and, and tell me what he saw that worked for me and what wasn't working for me and what I need, could do different to take my life and my career to another level. Well, that's actually uh, a really good theme. I mean, I know we'll maybe talk about this a little bit um, later, but you've got an app coming out called A Mentor, A Mentora, sorry. Um, yet this guy, to some degree, was a mentor, even, even in for a small little glimpse of time, had a huge impact on you. Absolutely. Um, have you, did you have other mentors at that stage, or did you get some later in your career? Well, at that stage, I didn't even know what it was to have a mentor. Sure, I'd had some, but I didn't realize it. Um, you know, growing up all through my life, I was involved in, you know, in Canada, we have something called cadets. Mm. For kids 12 to 19, we have Army, Air, and Sea cadets. And it's a younger version of the armed forces where you learn discipline, you learn leadership, things like that. And so through it, of course, I definitely had mentors in my life. My commanding officers were my mentors. I'd spend the summer at camp, and the, my instructors there would be my mentors. And I never realized how important that was. It just, to me, was an, a normal thing. And it wasn't really until I wasn't having mentors in my life that I realized the importance of it. And I was able to identify that this is what worked in my life. I've got to find a way of getting back to that, finding people. Because, and I think you guys will agree with this. In school, we're taught, and, and Robert Kiyosaki says this all the time. In school, we're taught, figure it out on your own. Mm. Don't you dare even you know, copy someone else because that's cheating. Don't you even think of asking someone else for help because that's cheating. But in the real world, that's how you succeed. So people come out of school and they think they have to do it all on their own. Mm. And because they think they have to do it on their own, they struggle, they make mistakes, and they go through a lot. Well, if people would realize that no matter what you want to do in your life, someone's done it before you. Mm. Someone's done it successfully, and they may have gone through trials and tribulations. So find that person, find out what they did, learn what to do, and learn, more importantly, what not to do, model them, and get the success even easier. You don't have to struggle to success. Mm. How did you go though? So you've been laid off. You've received an earful from this chap, <laughs> and uh, and you know, from what you're saying, you're fairly goal oriented. You know, you had clear goals of you know wanting to become a general manager and so on. Uh, you, well, your world is crashing around you. How did you bounce out of that? Well, first thing I did is what I was taught. I put on a suit and tie, and I went and looked for that real job. Yep. What I was taught was a real job. Where I lived at the time, we have oil here in Alberta. Mm. And you either have oil booms where there's lots of work and lots of money flowing or there's oil busts. And back in the late 80s when I got laid off from this um, job, we were in an oil bust. There was no work to be around and no one was hiring. Mm. So for three months, I was pounding the pavement looking for that real job. And luckily, 
that programming or that lessons I had learned as a child that be willing to do anything. I had a new bride and I wanted to make sure I took care of my family. So I was willing to do whatever it took. And earlier, you know, as a part-time job, I had delivered pizzas. So I decided to find a place that would allow me to make money delivering pizzas. And I walked into a Domino's pizza and I started talking to a person, asked if they're hiring. We talked for a while. I didn't even realize I was talking to the owner. He hired me about 20 minutes later and I went on to the, for the next year and a half working. Basically, I created the reality of working seven days a week, being able to deliver pizzas so that I could provide for my family. And that's really what turned it around because from doing that, I was able to become a manager of one of his stores and then end up, my wife and I became our own franchisees because he wanted to get out of Domino's Pizza. We wanted in. And so we ended up buying his two stores and that kind of launched us into truly being entrepreneurs. I've I've heard uh, you speak on this before and you've mentioned something about just being the happiest guy in the building. <laughs> and uh, having met you, of course, I know this to be true. Uh, and I remember, uh, for the listeners, would you sort of touch on that, that story? Because I thought that's something that really struck, struck me when I heard it. I was given a nickname when at, at the Domino's Pizza, cause I, especially because I was working seven days a week. One of the other things I was taught as a child by my parents is that no matter what kind of day you're having, when you go to work, you leave your problems at the door. Mm. You do not take them into the workplace with you. And pretty much today, that's unheard of. I, I can go into places and I can tell exactly what kind of day people are having because it's written all over them there, every action, everything that's going on. And But for me, I was this is what I totally believe in is that it doesn't matter if I'm having the crappiest day in the world. The moment I walked through that door, I had a smile on my face. I was happy. And because I was always doing this, one of the other I, – I like to have fun. And if I'm not having fun, I'm going to do something else. So something that bugs me is when I would go into work and there would be other people who are grumpy. And they'd be complaining about this or that. And I'd look at them and say, well, why the heck are you here then? Well, and they'd give whatever reason. So I took it upon myself that if someone was in a grumpy mood, hmm. I would bug them and tease them until they started laughing and having a good time or got pissed off at me and, and um, left for the night. <laughs> and so it got to the point where as soon as I'd walk in the door, if someone in the, in the store was in a bad mood, the moment they saw me, they started smiling and having a good time. And we really saw the impact in the way the night would go. Even if it was dead and you know not busy at all, we would still have a fun time. And when my wife and I became franchisees, any employee that we would hire, one of the first rules we would, we would teach them is that we have fun here. If you're having a bad day, I'm going to send you home. If that happens more than once, then we look at whether we need to let you go. And we wanted to create that environment where we were supporting each other, helping each other and having fun at the same time. So Absolutely. on the journey there from from uh, uh, being laid off to becoming a, a, an owner of, of, of pizza, you know, Domino's Pizza places, you've obviously gone beyond that now and you're a trainer and, and you have a number of other business interests. In that process, have you ever felt lost? <laughs> You know, have you ever, have you ever felt? Never. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm no different than anybody else. Yep. And, and my journey has not been a straight line. Absolutely. There's, there's been, you know, I, I haven't thought about this in years, but there was a point when my wife and I were franchisees for about seven years and I actually 
was in such a different space that, and we were losing money, we were going into debt, that I actually went and started applying for regular jobs because I thought that was the answer to the space I was in because mm. I just, I got into a, I got into a really negative space mm. and it, it frustrated me when I'd go into a factory or I'd go into a place mm. and I'd apply for the job and they wouldn't want to hire me because of that overqualified thing. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Well, you own your own business. Okay. Well, if, if something goes in your business, you're going to leave us. So we can't risk bringing you on. And, and I didn't see it at the time again, but it was a space I was in. So, I, yeah, there's been times I absolutely have felt lost. And have you found people that have helped you when you're like that? You know, obviously, we all turn to our, uh, our partners, our wives, etc. Have you had any other sort of help from, you know, friends or mentors or, as you say, modeling other people when you felt like that? Yes and no. In the early times, as an example, the one I was just giving you, my wife and I have always done everything together. We work together. We, you know, we don't, it, to us, it's foreign to do things separately. And so because we were both in that energy, we didn't see what was going on as clearly. And we didn't know what it was to have mentors at that time. So we struggled through it. Mm-hmm. We were, our store that we were working and owning at the time, we were about eight hours away from any family members. So we didn't even have that kind of support where we could go talk to someone. So we, we struggled through it and, and, we kind of came out of that one ourselves, but it was when I, about a year later, when I, you know, we're $150,000 in debt, we're obviously not enjoying being a Domino's pizza anymore. We're still losing money, not knowing why. And we were, you know, uh, first introduced to personal development mm. and we had never been involved in any kind of personal development or personal growth before this. And all of a sudden we were given tickets to an evening that changed our life. Because all of a sudden, having that kind of support and investing in ourselves and our learning, well, as soon as we started investing in us, we started seeing mentors all around us. Mm. And we had the willingness to ask for help. We had the willingness to say, okay, I'm, I'm you know, to work with you, it's going to take this. I'm willing to do that. Mm. And that's where our life really went to another level. Because I tell people, you know, back in 99, 2000, and the beginning 2001, we had good lives, but we never realized just how great our lives truly could be. Mm. And we truly, we see that now. I look back to when we were Domino's Pizza franchisees, and that's a whole lifetime ago. And if you would have asked me back then, if I saw myself today traveling around the world, speaking to thousands of people, impacting lives, I would have told the person they were crazy because mm. I didn't see it. It's a, but long, now it's, I, a, it's a long way from quality control on sea to doors, isn't it? <laughs> you know, can, it we, is. can we just go back to, uh, you, you, you mentioned um, just a second ago that, um, you know, so 150 grand in debt, um, not seeing some of the problems, I guess. Mm-hmm. You, you walked into a, a training room and had an experience. Um, what really happened then? Was it the mentors that helped you to emerge from that? dark time or that i mean was it a dark time i guess is a question but well um, we oh there was there was absolute stress 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 you know uh it was affecting every part of our lives it was affecting our relationships everything because we didn't know how to handle it and um we knew we knew we didn't enjoy domino's pizza anymore and we knew we wanted to get out of it and our minds went to well, the only thing we know is, you know, we've tried to find regular jobs and it hasn't worked. 
So what can we do? And our mind said, well, we know franchises. Let's go look at a franchise. And so we went to a franchise expo and we went to a number of booths and we tried to figure out if one would be right, but nothing felt right. Mm-hmm. And a couple weeks after the expo, we received a letter in the mail and it was from one of the vendors and they said, thank you for visiting our booth. And as a gift, we want to give you these two tickets to this evening. Go to this evening. It'll change your life. And my wife and I, the only reason we went to the evening is because it had a $39 value per ticket. And luckily, our mindset was we couldn't waste that money. <laughs> and so we showed up. And, and what it was is we, that night, taught us and helped us identify that we were the ones that were in our way. We were the ones that were holding ourselves back because we thought we had to do it all on our own. We thought we had to know everything. And that was so far from the truth. And so it started opening our mind that there is other alternatives. And so that became our first identifiable mentor was a gentleman that was teaching that, um, that program. And from there, we, we just started in, um, in just inundating ourselves with learning from as many people as we could. And yeah, that's really where I was. I guess I was wondering. You know, so you've had this this sort of uh, turning point, really, um, mm-hmm. in your lives. Uh, you embarked down a different direction, which was was rewiring yourselves. Um, yes. And what happened? You know, what? How did you? What? What actually? What did you do? And what was the impact that it was having? Oh, yeah, and and you know that's a great question because people definitely want to know how did we end up going from one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt to being retired financially free in nine months. And it was a big part of it was getting out of our own way. And one of the things I mean by that is one of the things that created our debt is we had to have all the toys. We wanted the immediate gratifications. You know, oh, I, I, we lived in a, a town where we had a lake. We lived near the lake, so we had to have a boat. We never used the boat, but we had to have a boat. And so we had all these fences for it. So one of the first things we did from the teachings is we simplified our life and we started taking hard looks. What is it we are paying for and have as an expense right now that we don't truly need? And we would get rid of it. So we sold our boat, we sold a second vehicle that we weren't using, and we started to get rid of these expenses. And because we had learned about something called passive income, we also then said, what kind of passive income can we create? And we actually started um, putting time and energy into creating passive incomes. In other words, money working in, without us having to work for it. And so all of a sudden, very quickly, our expenses went down, our passive income went up, and the definition that we teach of what financial freedom is, is when your, expen- or when your passive income is greater than your expenses, you're financially free. Because now, you can, if you want to work, you work. But if you don't, you don't have to because your expenses are still being um, taken care of. And that's why I was mentioning is it was such a powerful thing to me. That's why I love to now um, inspire people and mentor for people and help them create the same kind of realities in their life by learning how the things and the way they um, handle deal with situations in their life, how it's coming from inside of them from what they learn when they're young. And if it's not working for them, how to change it. So you mentioned uh, doing the seminar and, 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 uh, um, T. Harvecker, I'm not sure whether that was in this mention or in the one that dropped out, but do you remember what you were? Were you, were you a spender or a saver or a monk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You even have to ask? Of course I was a spender. Yeah, right. 
So, and both my wife and I were spenders. Yeah, we're both spenders. So you could race each other, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So going going forward from there, you obviously um, are now a trainer and you, you get to travel the world. You mentioned passive income before. That's still an important thing. You've actually got a, a new app. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about that? Oh, I would love to. Because here's the thing, you know, and it's really come to light or really anchored in even more as you, um, myself, and the two of you have been talking about this, of how important mentors are. Mm. And that's been such a vital thing in my whole life, even before I realized it. Now that I realize it is I want to make sure that any new venture I go in, I go in and find out who's done it, and I find out how they did it, and I model that. Mm. And because most people don't know how to do that, I ended up writing a book that we will be launching in, a, in the next year. And in that book, I created five steps on how to – Take and not only dream, but dream big again, and then take those dreams and turn them step by step into reality in your life. And when I wrote the book, I asked myself, how are we going to launch it? And I ended up walking into a room for a training because I'm still a very avid student. And this gentleman was talking about what apps can do with your smartphones. And I asked him afterwards, I said, well, what about a book? Can an app launch a book? We talked for a while, and he ended up opening my mind to huge possibility and so for the last two years, we've been creating and, and programming and designing um, an app that will hold people accountable. We'll get them to dream big first, and then we'll show them step-by-step step how to take it to the reality. And the biggest part of it is, is every step that they do, they are held accountable for it. And then they get rewarded for what they're doing so that it builds that positive affirmation. And that's why I call it like having a mentor in your pocket. Because you're going to be able to connect with people around the world that can help you achieve what you want. You're going to be able to then help others achieve what they want. You're going to be able to be part of communities. You're going to be able to create dream boards, vision boards. But not only create them, you're going to be able to, as your picture, original dream comes to reality, you're going to be able to overlap the completion picture with the beginning picture so you can see how your dream started to where it became. And we're going to put in contests where people are rewarded you know, with trips, with cash, and a whole bunch of other things just for doing what they said they wanted to do. And what's better than not only achieving your dreams but being rewarded while you achieve it? And that's what this app is going to do, and it's called Amantora. Think of the word mentor with an A at the beginning and an A at the end, and it's Amantora. When you were developing this, Rob, the, it sounds fascinating. When you're developing it, and I know for myself, when we've been authoring or designing uh, materials for courses and so on, do you actually do that to yourself? Like you, you use these processes for yourself? And, um, and how long did you do that for to sort of prove to yourself that this, this process works? Well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a little secret that um, is said, and I totally believe it. We teach that which we need to learn the most. Yep. <laughs> and, and I totally believe in that. And so, yes, one of the reasons I've created this is because anytime I wasn't using the processes in my life, my life was struggling. Mm. But when I start using the steps in my life and going through the five steps to create what I want to create – that's when my life goes in the direction I want. So all, you know, for the last especially 11 years since I, or actually 12 years now, 13 years since I started my journey in personal development, I've been using this process again and again and again. Mm. Anytime I sit there and go, okay, I want to do this. How am I going to do it? 
then I follow the five steps and I create it. So yeah, I'm, I've been using it for the last 13 plus years at the beginning, not even knowing I was doing it. But then <laughs> that's why I decided to write the book because all of a sudden it started making sense yeah. as I started teaching. And then, yeah, now that we put it into the app, uh, I'll give you an example. Um, I want to write a children's book and I get into procrastination yeah. like a lot of people do. And so all of a sudden I, I, I created a dream board for it and I started going through the steps and within the next probably three months, we'll have the um, children's book written and published. Yeah, and this is featuring your your very own uh, beautiful little pig, isn't it? That's right, Gracie May. The Adventures of Gracie May. <laughs> That's gorgeous. <laughs> hey, Rob, we're, we're actually uh, we're actually sort of running a bit out of time. Um, but what I would love to get your thoughts on, you know, what would be the golden nugget if you could distill down everything that you have done, if that's possible? that you would share with the listeners? Well, you know, I'm going to tie into someone you mentioned earlier who you interviewed before, Larry Gilman. Mm. One of the biggest lessons he taught me when I was becoming a trainer was to be authentic and connect. And so my golden nugget for people is find what your passion is, follow that passion, and be you. Don't try to be anybody else. Be you, even if other people can't handle it. Because the moment you are unauthentic or you're trying to be someone else to prove to someone that you can or whatever, then you're robbing from your own spirit. So find your passion. Go for it in an authentic way. I love that. It's fantastic. That's really good advice. Well, Rob, look, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to, uh, to have you on the show. And uh, what we'll do is we'll get some more information on your app and we'll put that uh, available on our Facebook and so on and so forth as well. Um, That'd be great. So the listeners who want to have a mentor in their pocket can check out our mentor. Stewie, anything else? Uh, Rob, gee, thank you very much. Um, you know, a lot of the messages you, you talked about uh, are close to my heart and certainly authenticity is something that uh, has been a challenge for me. You know, I'm blindly unaware of my inauthenticity uh, a lot in earlier parts of my career in particular, but um, I, I really agree with what you said, and thank you. Thanks for joining us on the show. Yeah, my pleasure, and I'll let you know this. Here's the thing, too. Remember, everything happens for a reason, so that journey you've gone through, that's one of the reasons you two gentlemen are able to do what you do now mm. is because of the lessons you've learned from your own journeys, and even that piece of where you've noticed some inauthenticity in your life Think of how many people now you can impact their lives because you, instead of just talking about it and someone going, yeah, 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 whatever, you don't know what I'm going through, you can actually share those real examples in your life and say, look, here's what happened for me and I'm coming from that experience. And so you don't have to believe me, but just if you're willing to take the steps and follow how I show you to live an authentic life as an example, that's where you're really going to be able to impact people because you've gone through it. Absolutely. Yeah. No shortage of, of uh, mistakes to, <laughs> in my reference library, yeah. I can say that, Rob. <laughs> yeah, we've got manila folders full of them. To all of you at home, in the car, wherever you are, thanks for joining us. We hope the insights that Rob has provided here help you in your journey. Don't forget to visit careersunplugged.com to access more information from Rob, that app, leave a comment, and access a whole bunch of other resources designed specifically to help you make a big in life, career, and business. This has been Careers Unplugged with Rich and Stu. Careers Unplugged, proudly sponsored by the Master of Me coaching program, helping you succeed in life, career, and business.
Hi, Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys and That Paleo Show here. We had some incredible feedback last year that being at The Wellness Summit with a group of like-minded people made it just that much better. So this year, we've created a special group rate for 10 or more people to attend The Wellness Summit. For spreading the wellness message, you can come to The Summit for just 197 bucks. That's a saving of $100. And all you need to do is get you and nine other friends along to Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16 and 17 for this once-in-a-lifetime event. To book your group tickets and have the best time ever with your friends, go to W www.thewellnesssummit.com This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.